I live by the river. Ooh, 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 ooh. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to my live stream 500 feet above New York City overlooking the Hudson River on this gorgeous early spring day. It is hot at this window today. I am burning up, and it doesn't help that uh, I got doggy on my leg to my right here. Philly's putting the mask back. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what... Uh, I don't know what variant's coming our way. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I laugh. I laugh. You know, I haven't watched a cable news channel in uh, at least a month, and I turned it on. It was the same garbage. Trump this, Fauci this. It, and it, it, it might as well have been a broadcast from uh, two months ago. I'm so glad that I'm tapping out more and more. But today, Fauci warned that... Uh, there's going to be a surge possibly in the fall. And then there are people in Washington to basically tell them to shut the fuck up. It's just like, it's unbelievable. I'm just wondering if, uh, wondering if Gronkowski's coming back to uh, the Buccaneers. He's definitely not retiring, but something's going on there. I think Rob Gron- uh, Gronkowski should finish his career in Buffalo. Believe it or not, most people don't know he's a Buffalo boy. But I think he should finish his career in Buffalo. That'd be how cool would that be? He goes home. Bills have a great team. Bills have a, another chance at a deep playoff run, and uh, I, I think it would be amazing if he joined the Bills. I, I, something's going on there. I, I, I'm not sure if he's pissed off at Brady for the fake retirement thing, but something seems to be going on because I don't. I think he's in uh, good enough shape where he can at least get another year or two in. Uh, and, you know, uh, him and Brady have seemed to be pretty close. But maybe Brady left him out of this whole fake retirement thing. You think Gronk is staying in Tampa in the end? I guess that would be the place for him. But I, I would assume it's between Tampa Bay and the Bills, and that's it, right? Either, like, finish up with Brady or go home and try to win a Super Bowl uh, for your hometown team. Uh, Gronk fake retired as well as he shouldn't be mad. Well, fair enough. But something seems to be really weird because when Tom Brady announced that he was coming back from his fake retirement, I just assumed Gronk said would have you know done a done a dumb Instagram video with Tom Brady and, and said something like "and me too," but he's still uh, he's still unsigned and just kind of hanging out right now. Hey, Oak, did you hear the Chili Peppers interview on Stern last week? They made him look so corny they laughed at him for some of his lame setup questions it was great someone is finally calling howard out on that come on what did they say you got to give me one dq you got to give me one op radio should have been bigger than stern ah what are you gonna do i'm making fun of him as i'm talking to oh oh this is the first time in a while i'm under 100 people as i do my live stream all right, here we go. DQ. This is what I was waiting for. Stern said something along the lines of, how many chicks do you get when you're using that guitar foot pedal? They all started laughing and sarcastically said, yeah. <laughs> they were laughing at Stern. What an idiot. How many chicks do you get? Tim Fox over there in England. Hey there, Oh, Just came away from your Jeff Tambor interview and... Uh, Yeah, the Tambor interview. He he was such a twat. He was playing a trans person. I was trying to have a little fun with it. 
And he got really, really mad that I didn't take it seriously like everybody else does out there. If you want true acceptance in America as a group, you got to be able to accept some jokes. Why are they hands off? So I was just trying to have a little fun with the guy, and he got really, really mad at me. Do you so look good as a woman? You know, you, you know I'm going to take issue with that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. People don't say to me, you know, when I played Hank Kingsley, did you look good? Or uh, did you look good as Oscar? Uh, the answer is a yes. Yeah, you uh, looked wonderful. I thought, and it's, it's done in a realistic way. I take it, I take it, it is the finest role I've had in my life. It, wow. So that wow. was that really was a bad question. It was a shitty question, yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I, I think like, I got rude to you and I was screwing around. No, but no. I thought I asked a good question. He no, asked a bad no. question. No, I can, thought no, I asked a good one. Can I defend myself? You, I'd you like a compliment. Don't even defend yourself. I want to defend myself no, if because I, if your I play... days here at Sirius Radio are done. <laughs> well pretty much <laughs> I am taking over. <laughs> You're pretty you. much right. Yeah. I want to explain because I don't want you to think I actually asked a shitty question. If I was gonna You asked a question that I get all the Thank time. you. Well, but besides and that, that's, and that's to the purpose. I love your question because that's what I get, and that's the that's the area that's around. You know, people ask you about underwear, and they ask you about hose and stockings, <sighs> and you go, "Are you serious?" And I was just uh, talking to somebody this morning, and just said, "It's really he he got it." He said, "It's really about the spirit, isn't it?" Mm. I said, "That's it. It's about the soul." Because I was going to bring ego into this. If I was going to play a woman, my ego would take over, and I would want to look like a a, a good looking woman. That's you why I asked that question. But Thank you. Now look, now look. I, I can see I'm you playing as a woman. Maura, but we right, can't. Right, right. And I'm seventy years old. Right. So she's not a. I mean, the word. Uh, I don't mean to be uh, politically incorrect. The word "babe" right. is out. No, she's an older Shush. woman. You're right. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> you just and, got pushed. Uh, <laughs> How, I'm very, I'm how, very, yeah, go ahead. How far did you go with the role? Did you like wear undergarments Ten. and stuff? See, there you go again. That's your second <laughs> question. That that's a good question. He just said it. He what? just, he just said, said that was one of the questions. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going there. You know? Okay, I apologize. No, but, but I do, do apologize. To, no, you don't. You no, because I know apologize, you apologize, but you have a shitty ass grin on your face. I don't. There's actors that you know they go they go far with their roles. No, that's bad. Okay, get off there. All right, I'll shut up. Get on the other side. Why do you let that happen? Oh, he's yelling at I, Nikki now. It's not my show. But you, you know, in fairness, you are it being be being mean to open. I, and I asked a damn good question well. before. What do you mean? <laughs> no, it's too. Fair so uh, I, I hate, I hate the easy, I hate the easy question. Hmm. You know, but I love you. But I'm going to teach you. Was Jimmy asking you Jimmy's easy an questions? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Although I will say, you're not wrong. But I'm I, glad that we have this conversation because this is the conversation. I think. I didn't mean to be officially shitty. I was just trying to have a little fun. No, but all. it's a good question. Here's why it's not a dumb question. Because that's the question people have, and they don't know how to address trans issues. And, and when you, you're always afraid to ask something that's going to offend somebody. But if they're real questions people have. Because, like, gay people, that's acceptable. And we kind of, we're used to that now. We know that now. We know about lesbians. Transsexuals or transgenders, we don't have a long enough conversation about. So there's a million things people just want to ask because they're not as familiar with it as people right. who've hung out with them and interacted with them. So they ask these questions. It's one of those things that sounds like a dumb question. And 10 years from now, maybe it will be. But right now, if you haven't heard that, it's like when you hear about two gay guys. When I was a kid, the idea of two guys holding hands was, oh my God, I couldn't. Have. And then you see enough of it, and it becomes common and comfortable yeah, and yeah. not odd. Yeah, we just need plants. I just I did a movie. Uh, 
um, with um, a, tra- a naked transsexual called Peaches Does Herself. He, she was totally naked and she's <laughs> six feet tall. Jeffrey, not, I'm sorry. That's but I'm just saying it was a big movie gonna, play, playing helping. in AMC not, theaters. Jeffrey's, I mean, I Jeffrey's looking think, for someone to help. But, but, hold on, hold on. I was just on. trying to now have a little me. fun with it. Look, 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 yeah, look yeah. at me. I've been looking at you. It's nice. <laughs> look at me. Yes. I'm not mad. Okay, good. Not to be mean, but Howard was done after he fired Artie. Owen was way ahead of the wig master. Eh, yeah, but we couldn't keep our shit together, unfortunately. What are you going to do, right? Oh, my God. You should definitely give TikTok Live a try. Big audience for live stream, plus people get paid a lot in gifts. Yeah, maybe I'll try the uh, TikTok Live, but I don't think I'm going to get much of an audience watching it because I got to get my numbers up. I told you I got to do titty videos. Turns out, did you know, turns out if you do titty videos on TikTok, you get a lot of likes, a lot of followers. And I'm like editing an iMovie and and, and like getting sound effects and my own music because I want to cut it up differently than how they do it on TikTok. Sometimes I'll spend an hour on a dumb 10 second video to get it just right. I put it up there and it gets 128 views. And then a girl will walk from, uh, from uh, I don't know, I guess the bathroom into her bedroom. And she's got like just a t-shirt on and you can see her nips. And she acts like, oh, hi. Oops. Oops. It's basically an oops video. And it's like 280,000 views in the first hour. It's like, Jesus, you can't compete with that shit. I don't have the titties, though, anymore. Um, I kind of regret I might have to go back to kind of uh, eating the Lucky Charms. I got to start binge eating uh, the Lucky Charms, start getting my titties back, and then I, I can make the videos for the tick attack. And then I'll be over 5,000 uh, followers, and my videos will do uh, hundreds of thousands of views. No, I don't got boobs. I used to have boobs. People used to make fun of me like I, I didn't notice, but I, I had... Uh, I had kind of like man boobs, man, after uh, my second kid was uh, born. Yeah. Man, a lot of people hated me, huh? There was a... (laughs) There was a staff photographer for um, Getty, Getty Images. And she took... I mean, she's a photographer, so she's got to know, right? And she came in to do a lot of, uh, you know, when we had the big interviews and she would take pictures of the the A-lister and then she would take pictures of me and Anthony. And she literally, no joke, took the worst picture of me possible. She had to have known how bad it was and how bad I look in this picture. I must have did something to her. She posted that fucking thing. And dare I say in the ONA community, that picture went viral. And I looked at her like, what the? I'm like, you're a photographer. So tell. And she's like, whoa, what are you talking about? She she wasn't brave enough to confront me because I confronted her. Certainly, because I'm like, you did this on purpose. It, it, It couldn't be more obvious. At one point, she was taking pictures of us on a weekly basis. She she had to have had at least I mean at least a hundred pictures of all of us. Hundred pictures of me. Hundred pictures of Anthony. Hundred pictures of Jimmy. And she made sure she posted the worst picture she ever took of me. And then I wasn't gonna let it go, so I, I confronted her. And of course, she backed down. Everyone backs down when you confront them. Let's <laughs> see. Eddie Thompson, yeah, that picture of you smiling in front of the microphone with those titties hanging like a like a douchebag is classic. It was it was unbelievable. 
But, I mean, I'm proud to say that picture's from a long time ago. I mean, I don't look like that anymore, but there was a time I did. There, there's no way around it. Was it the same photographer that made Ant look like Rocky Dennis? Uh, probably. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the only one this happened to. I, I don't think they really liked us. There's a horrendous picture of Anthony when um, when Tyson came in. I couldn't believe it. It almost looks like they actually uh, really fucking photoshopped the shit out of that. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. This is the crap they do. But then, you know, when I call you out on it, oh, my God. And then you go, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, really? You don't know what I'm talking about? Go F yourself. Like I said, burnt all bridges at Sirius XM. Some needed to be burnt. Some maybe not so much. Well, sure. And then the giraffe neck picture from another guy who, who was new to Photoshopping. And he showed me what he was going to do with this picture because he had two pictures. One of the pictures, Anthony was raising his eyebrow and, it, and they really, really liked that. But in that particular picture, I looked like crap. So then they took a picture where I look good. And then he's like, don't worry, I'm just going to take the your head off this picture. I'm going to move it to the picture with Anthony with the eyebrow raised. And I'm like, how long have you been photoshopping? Oh, I just got this program. It's amazing. And I swear to you, my words were, don't touch the picture. And of course, once again, I know what I'm doing. And it's the famous uh, giraffe neck uh, picture. My neck is ridiculous. Look, you can see my neck. I don't really have much of a neck, actually. And uh, I don't know. This picture uh, made me look like my neck was at least three or four inches longer. And if you look really closely, which I did and my family did, they're like, you have two Adam's apples in this picture because he didn't set it up right. <laughs> Thank you. And then Hope he does win at photo sometimes. We can't forget the, <laughs> the Grace weapons. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Really quick. I'm, I know a lot of you have heard this story, but I, I caught a, a decent sized, uh, I think it was a striped bass, right? Yeah. And I got excited, and I had someone take a picture of me holding up the striped bass, and I posted it on my Instagram or whatever, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm getting a lot of likes. That's weird. There's so many, I guess, people into fishing that uh, are now following me on Instagram, just being fucking clueless. And then my wife texts me like, what the fuck? And she's she has all the laughing emojis. I'm like, what? I'm like, the picture is doing great. Why are you laughing? She goes, of course it's doing great. Look at your hog. <laughs> and in all fairness, look, the kid does all right down there. But in all fairness, you know, because I try to be pretty honest on this thing. The wind was also blowing in my face, pushing the sweatpants down, accenting um, the goodness. So uh, it was it was a combo platter. Born with some good Janes. And then, uh, yeah, then a little wind uh, coming from uh, coming from the west helped out the kid. Uh, hey, Hope, I know we don't like to bring up the past, but there will never be gold like you with the crew every day in the studio again. Thank you for all those uh, moments. No, I, I like I like bringing up the you know the good shit. I like to talk. I would love to talk about more of the good shit, but the drama over the years has gotten so ridiculous. Uh, I want to get to a point where I think about Opie and Anthony and, and kind of have a smile on my face and go back to thinking about uh, what, we, what we accomplished with that show. But, you know, you got an asshole that literally won't leave you alone and talks about you pretty much on a, on a daily basis and makes it really hard to 
think about the past fondly, if you want to know the truth. Dude, no, Johnny, I guarantee you, if you were my co-host, I would make something out of it. I think that's uh, one of my strengths. I've proven over the years, before Anthony, during Anthony, after Anthony, that I could pretty much do this with anybody. That's why my new podcast is going to be called Opie and Anybody. <laughs> what did I do today? I went to a Yankees game with Mr. Pat Duffy and his, uh, his lovely dad and, uh, and Pat Duffy's mom, man. We had a great time up, uh, up at Yankee Stadium. Uh, we had damn good seats, but wow, it was... Uh, it was a madhouse up there. It was crazy. We literally, when did we finally get to our seats, Pat? Second inning? Late second inning, I think. We missed, we pretty much missed all the Red Sox uh, runs. Yankees won the game, but um, I don't know if they had new security people or what the hell was going on, but uh, we were in a, a corral going back and forth, back and forth to finally go through the metal detectors to get into uh, Yankee Stadium. They don't care. They don't care that their loyal fan base was stuck outside the stadium for the first hour of the game. They don't give a crap. <laughs> but, uh, Pat, thanks for inviting me, man. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was the second inning, right? Oh, shit. Uh, you're not even home yet, really? I'm not going to lie to you. The kid, um, I snuck out, you know, after they did the whole YMCA seventh inning thing. And uh, I got on a train back to Manhattan from the Bronx. And uh, I had plenty of room. I could sit down, not worry about the COVID. I pretty much had a subway train to myself. And, uh, and Pat, I guess you stayed to the end of the game. Good for you. Good for you. Then we had to take leaks. Then we had to get online uh, on a, a very long beer line. Three Modelos. I think it was $50 for three beers. And then we had to wander around and get a sausage. So we probably we probably saw two innings. <laughs> but I, I had a really, really good time. Oh, it was $58. Shit. Three beers, $58. Thanks for coming. But they, they serve you with a smile. They were very, very nice. Got some sweet sausage with none of the fixings. They just threw a sausage in a, in a broken bun. But at that point, I guess we were kind of hungry. We were very, very hungry. So we, we accepted the, uh, the shitty sausage presentation at, uh, at Yankee Stadium. Worth it. It was a great time. Yeah, man. I, I really, really, really enjoyed that. It was, uh, it was really, really nice to be... Uh, that was the first time I was in a massive crowd since COVID started. And uh, it was a little weird, but I, I, I kept myself, I think, safe. I don't know. It drank pretty good. Uh, Pat did mention something about your sausage presentation. There you go. Jesus. We ate those sausages while taking leaks, too. Well, I, I put mine right on the urinal, Pat, because I didn't know where else to put it. I tried to put it in my pocket because I had a hoodie and uh, my pockets are such that the sausage was falling out. So, you know, that little that little thing that looks like, uh, I don't know, some kind of giant like screw on the top of the urinal. I just placed it carefully on top of that. 
Did you uh, see Will Smith banned for 10 years? How about for life? Who <laughs> I don't want him banned for life. You know how many, like, um, degenerates there are in Hollywood and they're, and they're uh, punishing Will Smith? I mean, they had to do something, obviously, but they probably did him a favor. Who cares he, he doesn't go to the Oscars for 10 years? Who cares? And they can't prevent him from making movies because that's not how it works. So he don't care as long as he's able to continue to make movies. He apologized and all that. He's ready to move on. So, uh, you know, uh, I, think it's, I think it's kind of a slap on the wrist. And then you have to start thinking about, like, all these creeps in Hollywood that were allowed to continue going to the Oscars and making movies. Oh, I'm looking at you, Woody Allen. It's all hypocritical. I don't really care. I mean, Will Smith's uh, going to be taking a beating for the next at least year from every comic out there. I told you, they're all going in hard. They all got their Will Smith jokes, and they are not letting up on him. I think Will Smith has to just simply separate from that, uh, that Jada Pinkett. I kind of feel sorry for Will Smith. There's another video online where she's just sticking a camera in his face about somebody that might have helped their uh, marriage or something. And he's like, yo, wh- what are you doing? Why are you just turning on the camera and, and, um, and pointing it at me? She obviously rules that house. I think, which is stupid, because I don't know the first thing about this couple. I, I really think Will should run, run away from her. Hey, Ope, why do my farts smell logic XX? Well, what does it smell like, though? I mean, I got, you know, uh, the people out there that have the kids, there's nothing, I mean, nothing worse. I could smell my farts all day long, but I got to be honest, as a parent, my, uh, my, my sons and daughters, sugar farts, <laughs> only parents could understand that. Nothing worse than smelling your kid's sugar fart. <laughs> Oh, my God. I just did an Anderson Cooper like I was doing a shot or something. But, oh, my God, just even thinking about it. Sugar farts are the worst. How can you tap out of politics if you pay tax? You are in the political arena, surely. Well, I don't feel like driving myself crazy anymore because uh, they all suck across the board. I, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, nothing I say or do will, will change how much they absolutely suck down there in Washington. They're pitting, each other, uh, they're pitting uh, us against each other, I should say. Um, they, they want us to hate each other. There's a time if your friend or your neighbor or your coworker wasn't the same political party as you, that was okay. But now it, it means to immediately uh, hate that person. Uh, porcelain, I'm with Ope on the political take, uh, to, to be fair. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, politics just, I think, I really think it's a waste of time. I really, I didn't like Trump at all. And then I was thinking, you know, with uh, Trump not being the president, a lot of things will change. And then you realize it's just new problems and new issues. And, and the taxes stay the same. And people are stuck in this god-awful traffic trying to leave for the weekend and our infrastructure's falling apart and our healthcare system sucks a big d and instead we're like just arguing about a fucking laptop and this and that and just it's just such a waste of time you got that cave woman 
She complained because what, Jimmy Kimmel made a joke? See, that's how out of the loop I am. I know the cavewoman broad got pissed off at uh, Jimmy Kimmel and then uh, reported him to the Capitol Police, I guess. But I don't even know what it was for because I'm like, I, 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 I just click out of politics. I, I don't watch uh, cable news as much. Uh, I'll take a very quick peek every day, and I've been really, really focused on ESPN and how weird they are over there. Who's the chick that does the show with Stephen A. Smith, where she just sits there, and the only reason she's on ESPN is because she's a hot piece of ass, but she can't really hang with Stephen A. Smith and go back and forth with him, so they got to bring in all sorts of guests. And then you know the there's the ugly broads in the back up there in uh, Bristol, Connecticut, that could hang with Stephen A. Smith, but they're too ugly for, uh, for the TV. So they put the hot broad on. And she sort of looks like Kim Kardashian. But just when things are getting good, she shuts everyone down. We used to talk about that on the old radio show. The whole. And all of a sudden, like, the conversation's amazing. Like, Stephen A. Smith and uh, Mad Dog, I guess they do uh, the show every Wednesday, and... They really get into it, and uh, they argue back and forth, and they're yelling and screaming, and then she comes in like, okay, enough, guys. We got to move on. It's like, no, you don't have to move on. This is the good stuff. Yeah, that's her. Molly Quirum, or whatever, however you say her last name. Really hot. Kind of looks like she could be like a, like a Kardashian, mm, like, a, like a cousin, a Kardashian cousin, I would say. And uh, it's so obvious. The only reason she's there is because she's beautiful. ESPN doesn't hire a lot of uglies and when it comes to the females. They don't hire a lot of uglies. Fox does the same thing. They, they don't hire a lot of uglies. Because you know there is like, uh, as my brother used to say, there's a lot of handsome women out there that can hold their own with Stephen A. Smith. But they know like sex sells and they got to get a piece of ass in that seat. And that's how they do it over there. Uh, I went on the subway for the first time in uh, over two years. Um, I had a lot of money on my Metro card, too. And they said it expired. Why would, why would it ever expire? Just another way they get you. What could possibly change where your card needs to expire? So I had to get a new one. And I'm like, I go to the lady. I know there's a lot of money on this because I usually throw down 100 on my card. And it usually lasts me a while. She goes, yeah, there's no way to get the money off it. It's just useless. It's expired. I'm like, why is it expired? And then I, I had to get a new card. Guess what? It looks exactly like the old card. I, I hate, I hate the establishment. I hate that at every fucking turn, they turn the screws. Thomas McDulty, what led you into radio? Was it uh, a love of music? <laughs> As you know by now, I grew up in a household that had a lot of turmoil. You know, we would go to our rooms. We would go to our rums. We would go to our rums and uh, just wanted to relate to Boston today. So we would go, we would all go to our rums and uh, the Beatles would be cranking from my, uh, my sister's room. She was a little older. And I think it started as, a, as an escape. I was just a kid listening to... Casey Kasem. And I just liked 
listening to his show and he's talking about this one and that one from all around the country. And it was a way to kind of, um, I don't know, go somewhere else. And then somewhere, I guess the seeds were planted in my stupid head and I decided to go into it. But I really believe it did start with escapism where you go in your room, you know, I come from a time you had one dumb square TV. We had to get up and change the channel. You had, what, five channels, I think. When you went to your room, you didn't have a TV. You didn't have a phone. You didn't have an iPad. You had the radio, though. And it was a, you know, you would flip around and you got to hear some things. And it gave you a little escapism. I never forgot that. So when I was doing my show and when I do my live streams to this day, I try to provide a little uh, escapism. A little wrestling question coming in from Jeff. Why did wrestler Stevie Richards choke you? Because I was being a complete a-hole. I don't just play an a-hole on the radio, especially back then. I was a complete a-hole, and I took chances with him. It was at the River Rave up there in Boston. We had VIP um, tickets or whatever, thanks to Oedipus and the gang, and we were wandering around backstage, and I, uh, I was a little mouthy, and, and Stevie Richards said, oh, yeah, and he choked me out, and um, I believe he broke something in my throat one of these little bones uh because it hurt for a really really long time and i never got it checked out and uh and anthony jumped on his back but he really meant it he was really really pissed and choked me out and i was really scared i'm not gonna lie to you what do you think about anthony moving i i didn't even know he was moving i had i had no literally no idea this came up the other day and i was very very surprised uh, I guess I wish him the best. I'm, 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 I'm trying to get to a place with him that is simply indifferent. I think that's the best I can hope for, is just get to a place of indifference. <laughs> well, yeah, man, that's, that's legendary. That time, Howard locked you out of the building until he walked past you, LOL. And that was just because... I already was kind of like moving in a different direction in my life. And I'm like, you know what? Screw this Howard crap. Passing him in the hallway in the mornings now. I'm just going to say good morning to the guy. And he couldn't take that. And that is the God's honest truth. After saying good morning to him at least twice, maybe three times, everything was shut down. That is the God's honest truth. What was uh, Howard's problem with you? Well, I think the problem is very, very simple. I think me and Anthony were the only show. And I personally uh, was never scared of the guy and never backed down from his nonsense. And I don't think he liked that at all. And we we fought him uh, punch for punch. Other people would, would, uh, would cave and move on and we're like, screw that. And I think that's where all that came from. Well, that is very, very true. And I, you know... I caused myself a lot of uh, problems because I was sticking up for uh, Brother Weeze and Brother Weeze's daughter. That is 100% true. I was a nobody when um, Howard went after Weeze's daughter. You know, back in the day, Howard would enter a new market in syndication. It's weird to talk this way because now every... I mean, I'm, I'm talking and someone in, in New Zealand's watching this today. But in radio, you were hoping that cities would pick up your show. And as Howard was getting syndicated, he would try to see who the big dog in that market was. And then he would try to find some something that was problematic in their life. And then he would exploit the hell out of it. So he went after uh, Weez's daughter, who's an amazing, amazing person. 
And she obviously has uh, some issues. And uh, he went in hard. And I never forgot that. I was just a, a nobody in radio. And I, I always said to myself, if I ever get the chance, I will take my shots. And that's how it really started with me. And then all those years later, uh, to Howard's credit, he called up Brother Weeze and he apologized for everything he did and said. And then Weeze, knowing what I did for him, asked Howard, well, what about my boy Opie? And Howard famously said, I'm not ready for your boy Opie. All of this is 100% true. Uh, Opie, you might be the only honest good guy in radio. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, the best I can do is be a little better every day. But my honesty has absolutely got me in trouble over the years. Uh, other people knew how to pick their spots, and I just couldn't. I just couldn't do that. I would, I would piss off our own fan base with some of the things I had to say, because I just couldn't let it go. So I don't know if that's a good quality or not. It made for some damn good uh, radio, but it also, uh, you know, it burnt a few bridges. I think I did more damage than uh, Putin did to Ukraine over the years. In my own little life. Look, man, you know, Howard did some really, really ugly things in uh, his career. Uh, We're just talking about Howard now. We can talk about some of the ugly things I did in my career. I'm not innocent. I understand all that. And I've made some uh, I've made some apologies uh, myself. Uh, And I do. This is where the honesty comes in, because I don't like Howard at all. So I should be just. Just trashing him as you know over and over again, but uh, I like that he called up Weez and apologized, and I like the fact that Howard also called up a whole bunch of other uh, people that he hurt uh, when he was at the height of his career. I, I I can only respect that and that he did that. I even tried to talk to Howard through mutual people, and he just. He didn't want anything to do with it, which is fine. That's him, whatever. But I was just in a place where I'm like, you know what? This is just stupid. I was even going to just kind of like explain some things and whatnot. And he didn't want anything to do with it. So whatever. But then I, I was like, all right, he doesn't want to talk. That's fine. But I, the, I, the least I could do is say good morning to the guy in the morning because we work for the same company. <laughs> and, he, and he hated, hated that I was saying hi to him in the morning. It's just crazy. Nuts. Oh, God, yeah. Imus loved me. I uh, used to live in Huntington. There was a, a bookstore, I think it's still there, called The Book Review. And I found out Imus was uh, signing books. Um, so I waited till the line was completely done. And I got on the back of the line. And I said, hey, man, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Opie from Opie and Anthony. He freaked out out because he knows what we did with the Howard stuff and he loved that we were beating the crap out of Howard he absolutely loved all of it and we sat there and laughed for uh, I don't know an hour the people at the book review they were mad because they wanted to turn off the lights and go home and we were just sitting there just shooting the shit and telling radio stories and then he was convinced that I was his son (laughs) he was convinced that I was his son that somehow back in the day he banged some broad from Long Island, and I'm, I'm his son. And, you know, it started out as a joke because I kind of looked uh, like I could be related to him a little bit. But then he was serious for a while. <laughs> it's like he started asking my age, and he's, like, trying to, like, put things together. <laughs> In the end, he knows I'm, I wasn't his son or anything like that. But that was kind of a running gag for a while, too. And then I uh, was very generous, and he was always inviting us on um, – 
like his, uh, I don't know what they were. Were they telethons or something? I forgot. But we did a famous one with um, me, Anthony, Don Imus, and Sean Hannity at, um, I think it was the Hard Rock Cafe. I'll never forget that. We were sitting in the green room, once again, just telling radio stories and laughing our asses off. And he really respected me and Anthony for being one of the only shows that stuck up for him when uh, Al Sharpton was coming after him for the whole, you know, Rutgers women's basketball team thing. He really respected and liked the fact that we, you know, we pretty much did put our necks on the line because it wasn't a popular decision, I guess, to uh, to defend Imus because everybody wanted him buried. They wanted him fired. They wanted his life ruined and, and all that. And me and Anthony's point was very, very simple. He was doing a radio show and he was trying to be edgy and funny. And that's it. And people forget when they listen to a radio show that the guys you're listening to are entertainers as, as well. It's an exaggerated uh, version a, a lot of times of their personality. I mean, the black shows one and I was fired and I remember screaming to those guys. I'm like, you guys are all idiots. Eventually they'll come for you as well because it's not okay to be fired from a radio show over a joke that doesn't um, break any FCC regulations. And the people that were upset were people that never even uh, heard the joke. The only reason that situation got blown out of proportion was because the media, because all of a sudden they get carte blanche to, uh, to, to play the audio, the offending audio over and over again, which hurts the victims. If, if the Rutgers women's basketball team were truly hurt by what I has said, well, the news playing it over and over and over again made it way worse. But for some reason, it's okay they do it because, quote, it's news, even though they know it's salacious and uh, it's getting people watching their news programs. The whole world is full of shit. Boo 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 bo